Live from the graveyard of unspeakable stamps, next to the Postmaster Simpson's Treehouse of Horrors, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 279, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a non-profit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Tom. This is Cash. This is Scott. This is Mark. This is Becca. Shout out to the new members of the Stamp Show podcast, Jaundice Janet, Aaron the Axe Murderer, and Homicidal Harrison. Hey, that's the street we're on. Your very scary member certificates are in the mail. First, a scary story not involving the colors of Postal Stationery. <laughs> and involving a great friend of the show, Harry. Harry had some stamps which he sent to the very scary expertizing at PSE. The stamps were worth about $15,000, which in Halloween terms is 600,000 fun-sized Snicker bars. Or the cost of burning one mangled corpse. Huh? <laughs> it was requested that the stamps be returned by priority mail. The package had tracking so we could follow the package's journey across the cemeteries, scary lake houses, and haunted mansions of the United States. Fearsome Floyd took it to the post office and gave it to the scary postal clerk, and then it took 10 days before it left the post office. Yeah, 10 To leave the post office? Just to leave the post office. Well, in that case, we should take it back and get our money, because they're supposed to be delivered within three to five days. No, that's only express mail. Priority mail is not that. Three to five days. No, nope, yeah, yeah, but it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed or anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry was terrified and called PSE several times, so we sent Fearsome... I forgot what I called him the first time. Fearsome Floyd, I think you called him. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was terrified and called PSE several times, so we sent Fearsome Floyd to the post office to see what happened to no avail. The package finally left the post office and two days later was in Harry's panicked hands, for you see that the package was in a body bag. The once noble cardboard package was a blob of mangled paper. The certificates on the right side of the protective cards were destroyed with holes and scratched, presumably from a zombie attack. Yeah, it was... Look on Facebook... You'll see the picture of it. This was truly a mangled package. Luckily, the stamps were on the left side and so escaped. The moral is, and we here at PSE live by this, the best way to send valuable stamps is overnight express mail. It costs five times as much, but it is far safer. I would say maybe change to FedEx. FedEx is good too. However, FedEx has a little bit of a problem. Yeah, you have to get your own account. Well, yeah. If Well, it's not that. It's if you have an account... Then they'll do stuff for you. If you don't have an account, they will leave it on your front door. And so then you have to fear porch pirates. Fear the porch we pirates. Ha- we have a picture of this. This is actually true. That's what it actually looked like? Yes. No way. Yeah. It, 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 when I say blob of cardboard, it really truly was a blob of cardboard. I mean, I have no clue what happened to it. And neither does he. It just got... And, and again, you know, they. it took 10 days to get from the post office to the mail truck going out. So over those 10 days, I have a funny feeling they were sitting there going, oh, what do we do with this? Oh, PSE is uh, like asking about this package. <laughs> I think there is something valuable in it. We better get it on its way. Do they like employee beavers? 
Yeah, what's all that brown stuff all over the package? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, I have no clue what happened to it. But yeah, like I said, it, you keep... that, that doesn't even look like an envelope. It looks like a box. <laughs> I mean, it's so s squished and that is one of the cardboard priority mail mailers. They stuck it in the engine block of the truck for six weeks. <laughs> and like I said, it, it's just pure luck that the right side got destroyed and the left side didn't. And people who, uh, have used PSE, we send the stamps back on these little black cards. And on the right side, there's a sticker that shows how you submitted it, you know, whatever it was. And then the stamp is on the left side, and that's where we scan it and take the picture and everything like that. If it had been the left side, then the stamps would have all been destroyed, and the right side would have been, you know, whatever. That's insane. Yeah. I thought I thought this was a Halloween story and you were joking, but oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's why we send everything overnight express or federal express if you have an account. Well, who's to say if that was express mail that wouldn't have done the same thing to the package? Well, I was thinking the same thing, except that express mail, they would have gotten back to us and called us and everything like that because it's express mail priority you know it's like like i said we had to wait 10 days before we saw it show up on the computer that it was moving again well it's funny because i actually got a um i got a an anniversary card in the mail last month well earlier this month for my wife and i for my my dad and my stepmom in maryland and they usually always send a check for us to go out to dinner or something like that the entire side of the envelope looked like somebody had slid it uh. with a letter opener. And I'm like, I freaked. I'm like, please tell me the check is still in there. Because if not, I'm going to have to call them. <laughs> so I'm not sure if somebody opened it and saw the. I mean, the check was there. I'm not sure if somebody opened it and saw the check and went, oh, it's not cash. Or if it was actually something in a mail room. Because it just looked like a really bad letter opener job. Yeah. And it was down the side. It wasn't across the top. Well, I have seen things like that before. And sometimes what it is is a person will get it. They open it and they take it out and they go, this isn't mine. And they stick it all back in, tape it up, and give it back to the postman. I mean, I've done that before. You know, we, I, I get a pile of mail every day, so I just slid it all open, and sometimes I will get mail that isn't for us, and I just put it all back in and, you know, put it back in the post office. No, this wasn't taped up. It was just wide open. Yeah. Well, who knows? Another Halloween mystery. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of, of terrible deliveries, <laughs> who, deli who delivered our last printer? Oh, yeah. Was that the post office or UPS or? T tell them that story. Uh, it came via UPS. We had a new printer come to the office the other day. And uh, I mean, October must be a bad month for mail. I'm not sure. Oh. But uh, Christine says, hey, my new printer arrived. Can you install it when you're in an office tomorrow? And I'm like, sure, no problem. And I get here and the box is mangled and taped up and I'm like you know they always put 
styrofoam and everything. So a mangle box is not the end of the world. Until I went to take it out of the box and went to turn it on its side to pull the styrofoam out. And when I turned it to its side, it sounded like there was sand and gravel instead of a printer inside. Oh, it sounded like a maraca. It was just... I, 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 I pulled it out. The best thing I can describe is when you're a kid and you have a kaleidoscope and you and you turn the thing and you're like, <laughs> as the stuff spills around creating the new thing. I didn't even take it out of the plastic. I just put it back in the box and you walked in, Cash walked in and I said, we're sending this back. And he goes, why? And I turned it upside the box upside down. He goes, okay. <laughs> I mean, every piece of glass inside that thing had to be shattered to, to beyond any sort of recognition. Yeah, that was... That was the worst. That was the second worst delivery because this one, you know, these are that two, was bad. two really bad deliveries. So well, anyway, so now that we got you in the mood for scary stories, here are some scary stamps. This one is from the History Channel. That's scary in itself. The Purple Whistler's Mother stamp released in 1934, Scott number 737 and 738, and the reissues. Many artists objected to the way that Whistler's famous 1873 painting was cropped to fit the horizontal stamp format. Others complained about the vase of flowers that had been added to its lower left corner, possibly a bit of early product placement for Mother's Day, which the stamp was meant to honor. In a telegram to the Postmaster General, a group called the American Artists Professional League charged that the stamp represented a mutilation of the artist's original picture, thereby robbing it of much of its charm. The director of New York's Museum of Modern Art, which had recently borrowed the painting from the Louvre, said that if Whistler were alive today, he would be rolling over in his grave. I would add if he were a zombie that he would attack and devour those responsible. Well, if he was alive, why would he be in his grave? So these were some of the earliest versions of Karens. You know, it's interesting because I always thought that the Whistler's mother stamp was the actual picture. Now, I, after seeing this, I pulled it up and there is a whole bunch of stuff there. Like there's a little picture on the wall and things. And, you know, it's people are going to think that Whistler's mother's picture is that and it's not very interesting at least i think it's interesting but i have a weird mind interesting but why scary flowers they give dead people flowers the history channel also put up this one but this is a bit of a stretch a the scary s- stretch. <laughs> Would that be like the stretching room at the haunted mansion at Disney? Get Ooh. out of my head! <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna quote the thing. Is the room getting longer? <laughs> but I can't remember the words because you know Disneyland's been closed for eight months. The Susan B. Anthony stamp, released in 1936, Scott's number 784. Some imaginative critics thought they saw a cigarette sticking from the lips of the famous women's rights advocate. It was actually an unfortunately positioned line of white cross-hatching in the background. Anthony's U.S. dollar coin, released in 1979, was no less controversial. Critics charged that the Anthony dollar was too close in size to a quarter and therefore easily confused with one, 
and the coin proved a dud with the public as well. That is very true, at least for the coin. I mean, it was like yeah, but a quarter were virtually indistinguishable. Yeah, but it was gold versus. Oh no, no, no! They were both silver. Right. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. The the, the Sacagawea was yeah, I got to gold. But we as Americans but at generally least hate dollar coins. <laughs> was it, wasn't the Sacagawea one also, wasn't that like a hexagon or something slightly different? It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't was round. round with a hexagonal um, pattern to the top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, smoking. And I looked at this, this. I looked at this and I went, you know. I don't see that's it. That's a real. Well, if you look, the cross hatching sort of has a white sort of. Yeah, but I spot. see cross hatching. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see a cigarette. Yeah. All right, and actually, I might improve the stamp. <laughs> so somebody did see a cigarette. Somebody, you know, people think the Earth is flat. So what stamps do you find scary? Well, my scary stamp is the 1974 Ten Cent Legends of Sleepy Hollow stamp. It's got number 1548. And I just like the backstory of this. Ichabod Crane, and if you watch the Disney version, the Disney version is actually very, very close to the original version, except they added some little stuff to make it funny for the kids. Ichabod was a very tall, gangly guy with a big nose and very awkward, and his love interest was Katrina Van Tassel. Well, there and... In the Disney version, Bing Crosby uh, voiced Ichabod Crane. So Bing Crosby, Ichabod Crane's Ichabod had to become like a ladies' man, even though he was weird looking. Anyway, he had a love triangle with Bram Bones. And neither of these guys are good guys. I mean, Ichabod was only interested in Katrina Van Tassel because his father, her father's lands and he was rich. And Bram was a ladies' man. You know, he was a he was a bit of a rogue. Anyway, Bram saw that uh, Ichabod was very superstitious. Bram tells Ichabod about the headless horseman, and that if he crosses the bridge, you'll be safe from him. But this wasn't the case. And in one of the great cinematic marvels of animation. Ichabod got a flaming pumpkin to the face. And if you're a kid, I mean, you remember that pumpkin flying across the bridge and just boom. So anyway, Bram gets to marry Katrina and Ichabod is never seen again. But at the end of the story, it says it's rumored that he found another rich lady somewhere. And so is this the headless horseman or is this the murder from a lover's triangle over money and uh, so that is a very interesting story in my opinion it went backed up with a stamp which is scary but has a very odd backstory to it and then my scary stamp um, from mental floss a 1999 UK stamp featured Freddie Mercury and it upset a lot of people but not people opposed to Mercury's lifestyle, as you might suspect. The Royal Mail received a few complaints regarding that, but the majority of them were upset because Queen drummer Roger Taylor was featured rather vaguely in the background of the stamp. 
The problem? Living people aren't supposed to be on stamps except for members of the royal family. The Royal Mail did admit that it was rare that they would break this rule, but basically said that given the size of the stamp, a person featured in the background really shouldn't be that big of a deal. So in this case, living people are scarier than dead people. Ooh. (laughs) I have to take a second look at that stamp now. My scariest stamp is a 30-cent treasury official that uh, looks perfectly unused and looks perfectly awesome. But uh, when we put it into the VSC machine here at PSE, a uh, target cancel was very prominently visible inside the machine. Ooh, that so is scary. Was, why don't you go over what the VSC does and why the, how that occurs? Because some of the pictures that I put on Facebook, they're really super impressive where you look at the stamp and you see nothing. Right. And then we show the picture from the VSC, and there is a cancel that you couldn't miss from 100 miles away, and this is one of those. Well, the VSC machine bays the uh, stamp in different wavelengths of light. Um, we normally look and look at a stamp just in, in white light, and we, and we see what we interpret that bounces off the stamp into our eyeballs. But the VSC picks up uh, wavelengths of light that, that we can't detect. And so when we, uh, when we do that, um, other anomalies will, will show up um, because the people who are uh, trying to fake the stamp, um, they're, not, they're, they're, they're concentrating only on, on eyeballs, not on you know, what a machine might pick up on a different wavelength. Well, from what I've seen too, and probably is the case with this, uh, purple cancels are rather easy to remove. Uh, because they have a vegetable content to it, not a mineral content. So you can bleach out the uh, dyes that make the color of the cancel show up. Well, you bleach out the dyes, but all the oils and everything still remain. So what you basically end up having is a cancel that has no color to it, but it still has the various oils and things like that. And that's what the VSC picks up. It looks at it and it says, I don't care what the color is. I care how the light bounces off it. And the light bounces off the bare paper different than it bounces off the oily paper. And that's why these cancels, you know, when we show them, we get complacent. How can you possibly say this is used? There is no cancel. I've looked at this under a bazillionth power microscope. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, there's just nothing there. And then we show them the picture and it's, in this case, it's what, a six concentric circle or five? Well, it's one of the concentric circle. No, it's only a three. Three, Yeah. So it's the really big one. Yeah, it's a really big bullseye. And uh, we show them the picture and they go, oh, never mind. (laughs) I yeah. think my favorite one of those was a um, a Colombian stamp. I think it was that I stuck in the VSC and uh, perfectly clean on the front. Big giant double oval registry cancel. <laughs> I mean, took up like two thirds of the stamp. I'm like, holy cow! And you know, it's weird because once I took it back out, I'm like, oh yeah, I can kind of see a little bit here and there. But it's like when you look at it, you go, no, there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, this particular stamp, it, in white light, it gives you no clue that it was ever canceled. Yeah, even even when you even when you know what to look for, you can't find it. 
Well, if I had to personally go for a, uh, a scary stamp, I think um, Canada did, I think it was for three years, uh, 2014 to 2016, did their uh, uh, Haunted Canada series. Oh, A+. plus. That were like a series of, you know, ghost stories about Canada. And they have like skeletons and all sorts of weird stuff on them that are people just, who drowned crazy. in rivers and you know. like I'm looking at one particular one one of the ones that came out in 2014 which was Haunted Fort George and uh, the story behind that one is built between 1796 and 1799 and now a popular tourist site Fort George at Niagara on the Lake Ontario was key to British defenses and served as British Army headquarters during the War of 1812 a young soldier is said to haunt the top floor of the barracks, and there are tales of a spirited little girl who was once bold enough to take the hand of a tour guide. Ooh. But it's just, yeah, it's just all different. That's scary. What are we looking at? I'm showing Cash some stamps that were 47 cent USA stamp with wavy cancels. But they don't have a circular date stamp. No. And what it is, it's a picture of a mailbag of stamps to Santa that were in the California Disney, uh, Disneyland, uh, or oh. Disneyland California Adventure. Oh. And so they're all fake stamps, hmm. fake envelopes. Oh. Well, that's... Uh, Very cool. Yeah. I have one of the ones in, I forget what the name of the movie was, but they... Um, Universal Studios, yeah, created uh, these train stamps. And every so often you'll see a stamp on a movie and it'll be this tr fake Universal Studios train stamp because they didn't want to put a U.S. postage stamp on it. Interesting thing about that, the Postal Inspection Service, Postal Inspectors, they, uh, they confiscated almost all of those because they thought it looked too much like a parcel post stamp. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> and so they are quite rare and quite desirable. But they're in blue. I mean, how would you convince that with a parcel post stamp? But the train on it actually yeah. looked like the parcel post stamp with the train. And it didn't say postage on it or anything either, too. It, but it did have threes on the corners. So. Well, well if you want, you want to go into, uh, we're getting out of not out of scary, but uh, theme parks and stamps. I know that uh, scary theme parks. Well, Knott's Berry Farm, which has not Scary Farm. Well, they, probably not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they um, don't have anything now. <laughs> but they have they have a lot of, like, I wouldn't say museum, but a lot of their buildings have, like, some historical things in them that you can kind of go tour while you're there. And I had, before we moved to Vegas, I had annual passes because we lived very nearby to bring the kids and stuff. And I wandered through there a bunch, and one of those things, they have a big giant board on the wall with postcards and all sorts of stuff, and there's a whole bunch of, you know, old U.S. stamps. And I'm looking at that going, wow, are those worth anything? <laughs> I mean, most of them, no, they're just very common standard, but it's like, holy cow, look, postal history on the wall at Knott's Berry Farm. Who knew? Actually, Calico Ghost Town has the same thing. Uh, if you're ever on the 15 freeway on your way to Las Vegas from California... And the funny thing about Calico Ghost Town is that it was going to be like a Knott's Berry Farm. And 
they acquired everything and got the names and everything and said, you know, instead of building it here, and they actually started building it, let's build a couple of them around. So they built Knott's Berry Farm, the same owners. And then Knott's Berry Farm was popular and they said, ah, screw uh, Calico Ghost Town. And Calico Ghost Town reverted back to the state. And then the state opened it up, but they have a general store there. And I spoke with a fellow in it and I wish I could remember his name. I'd give him a shout out. But he had a whole bunch of that sort of postal stationery all over the walls. That's cool. Yeah. So any more scary stamps? Scott, you have been given a scary stamp. Uh, that's because I didn't get the memo. No. <laughs> talk, talk, I'm gonna, I'll edit this. Um, pick is your scary stamp at number 596. <laughs> no, I think my... Uh, my scary stamp would be... Quickly now, lives are on the line. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think my scary stamp is any one of these new counterfeited stamps because um, determining that it's a counterfeit is not that difficult. It's determining which counterfeit is it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are the scary ones for me because I sometimes it's difficult to say based on the catalog description well, is it this one or that one? Because I don't think the catalog has the greatest descriptions to tell them apart yet. So those are my scary stamps. Yep, those are good. Well, I think that's about all the scary we can handle today. So uh, we need your help. Nothing on the internet is free and fluid we need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. You can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Or should that be a death time membership? Ooh, when you <laughs> die, your membership ends. If you are an APS member, please include your APS number as we are an affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our address is P.O. Box 539-309, Henderson, Nevada, 89053. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, episode number 279. This was Tom. This was Cash. This was Scott. This was Mark. This was Becca. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Knott's Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah! <laughs> uh.